This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Welcome everyone. The shiur that we'll be doing is going to be a vital lesson that in any situation that you're in, if you get this concept that we're going to discuss in today's shiur, you'll be able to always feel lucky. And you'll feel amazing about who you are. Now, there's a very famous story about Dama Benitena. And what's the story? He was a goy. He had a gem that Rabbanim needed. They needed it for the Hoshan they afford to put it over there as a gem. And they went over and they said, I heard you and, and I heard you have it and we want it and we'll pay you. And he says, I'm sorry, but my father is sleeping and the gem is there. I don't want to wake him up because of respect for my father. Great. So he doesn't wake them up. Time passes. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu awarded him with a para aduma. He awarded him with a para aduma. A red effort. And we know, I believe there's like only nine of them in the world. It was something so unique. Now, the Manantina is approached again by the rabbis. Oh, we heard you have a para aduma. She says, yes. And I know if I would ask anything, any amount of money, you would pay for it. Any amount. If I were to tell you right now, I need this amount, you'll, you'll make sure that every single person who has money in the, in the Jewish world will, will donate that in order so they can get that right effort. But I'm only going to take the amount of money that I lost from last year because I know that this is an award, reward from last year that I didn't get the gem. So I'll, I'll just take that amount of money that I would receive for the gem. That's the amount I would take. Now the question arises that many people ask is, why did Hashem award him with a paraduma? It really could have been, the blue. it could have been anything. Saying why, as an ornament, why as a Jewish a Jewish uh, item, it, it, it could be in anything. Why specifically the Kadosh Baruch Hu bring him a paraduma? And a lot of mefarshim brings this down that they say that because really there was a kitrug in Shemayim. You know, uh, what was the kitrug? What was what, what was happening in Shemayim? What happening in Shemayim is that that they said, look, a goy. A goy about kibudavaim. Look at that. Look at it, Sadiq. What about the Jews? What are they? What about the Jews? Look at this goy for kibudavaim. He's willing to lose a gem that he can make so much money on. What about the Jewish people? So Hashem said, "I'm going to show you what what it is to be a Jew." I what says if you look. This mitzvah of paraduma, we know, is a chok. Right? Everybody knows it's a chok. What's a chok? We don't really understand the, 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 the process behind them. Somebody becomes tameh, and all of a sudden you take this red heifer, and you sprinkle it on him and becomes tahor. The whole thing doesn't make sense, because now the person who sprinkled on him, that person becomes tameh. Like, what? And that person who sprinkled on him is tahor. The whole thing doesn't make sense. However... This is mitzvah of, of, of paraduma is a chok. Is a chok. And 
being the fact, we're not going to understand. You know, there's mitzvot sikhliyot. What's mitzvot sikhliyot? Mitzvot sikhliyot means that even though we know every single mitzvah, you have to do no matter what. Even though it doesn't make sense to you, you know that. In advance, you have to know, you have to understand that. There's always, oh wait, this mitzvah doesn't make sense. I don't know what's going on, I'm not going to do it. No, it doesn't work like that. Why? It's very simple. Because we're avadim to Hashem. We are servants, really slaves. Slaves is a stronger word. But let's say servants to Hashem. Right? We're avde Hashem. We're servants to Hashem. We're serving Hashem. So no matter what He asks, even if it doesn't make sense, you have to do it. Even if it makes sense. He can tell, he can tell you, uh, sit, sit on your head right now. Instead, I want you, want you to make a tumble sauce right now 15 times. What do you mean? doesn't make sense. What, doesn't make, doesn't make sense what? You're an Eved Hashem. You have to do what you have to do in life. You know, there was an amazing th- story. There was one great rabbi. How one time, he was, um, it was like, um, uh, he went to one of these hotels. And, uh, and he went to the bathroom. And he went, as you're leaving, there's like an automatic, there's an automatic uh, 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 door and things like that. It's like something automatic. And he went somewhere where it was like, uh, it was like, he knows for sure that it's, it's electric and it's going to go on and, and there's a problem on Shabbat to do it. So he was really stuck in the same place until Shabbat was over. And after Shabbat was over, people ask, where were you? We missed you. Where were you? And he told him the story. He says, I was stuck. It was an Avera for me to leave in this situation. It was an Avera for me to leave this situation. And they asked him, how did you feel? He said, well, I believe that I'm an Eved Hashem. And if this is what I was doing at that moment, and I couldn't leave because it was an Avera, that means Hashem wanted me to be in that spot, right? I, I just couldn't leave. So I was very grateful as an Eved Hashem fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem, what Hashem wanted me to do. That, that's deep right there. That's deep. See, there's every mitzvah, even if you don't know the reason, and by the way, it's called Ta'ameha Mitzvot. There's many, many in-depth to every mitzvah. And many, many in-depth. They, they asked one time Rabbi Chonon Wasserman, they, they asked him like this. They asked him, they said, Rabbi, what is this mitzvah of uh, 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 what is this mitzvah of matzah? Oh, because we left out of Egypt so so fast, we went so fast so therefore it couldn't rise, the, the dough couldn't rise and therefore you eat matzah and you don't eat bread. So they asked him, Rabbi, what's, what's in depth to that? He says, I want to tell you in advance, it's Hashem said it, we do it. We don't need explanations. But if you want an explanation, I'll explain. And this is what he said. He says, if you look, you had Dam, you had Tzfadeya, you had Kinim, you had every single Makkah and Makkah, every single Makkah, 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 Makkah. Every time we said, oh, you know, I'll let the Jews go. I'll let the Jews go. So every time we thought that we would leave Egypt. And every other time, we didn't leave Egypt. Came the Ten Makot. Every time we think, oh, now we're going to leave Egypt. 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 And every time we're not leaving, we're not leaving, we're not leaving. All of a sudden, the last moments of, of who knows what, boom, everything flips around right away. Go out. Uh, what's going on over here? What's the great lesson over here? The lesson is that Hashem, who wants to teach us by eating the matzahs, one lesson. Yeshua Hashem 
Kehelif Ayin. The Yeshua of Hashem, the Savior of God, is in a blink of an eye. It's in a blink of an eye. I know a personal story that happened to somebody, one of my relatives, I know this for a fact, firsthand. Firsthand. This person was not, was getting older and getting older, and unfortunately he was not getting mad. And I remember at the time, my relatives calling me, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. And this relative called, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And nobody had a solution. Nobody had a solution. What did she do? What's going to be? What's going to be? What's going to be? What's going to be? And finally, this, this person, this man got married. He got married a little bit later in years, but he got married. And he got up in one of the Sheva Benachot that I was in. And he said the following. He said, you should just know, anybody here, I'm a living proof, the Savior of God is in a moment's time. It's in a second. Because he says, I thought, he said, this is what he's saying, I thought I was in a dark tunnel. I didn't know what's going to be. And I always thought, I always thought. But in the back of my mind, I always knew, the Yeshua could come in any second, any moment. And he said, I'm a living proof to that. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to be. I gave up and boom, in a, in a, in a, in a heartbeat. How it came about, he was telling the whole story, and he met this and he met that, but da, 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 million things and boom, it worked. It worked. He says, Rokhanu says, when you eat the matzah, what does that represent? That represents in your life, whatever situation you're in in your life, just know if you're in a, if, if you're in a hardship, whatever situation, in a hard, hard time, in a second, in a second, HaKadosh Baruch Hu could save you in a blink of an eye. So fast that you won't even realize, where did, the, where, did the, where did the Savior come from? Where did the Savior come from? I don't even understand where it came, where it come from. From where to where? But that's exactly the point. You don't understand and you're not going to understand, but at the end of the day, the Yeshua of Hashem is right there. So Rokhan Wasman tells, tells this person, he says, you want to know what the purpose of the Matzah is? You want to know? We have to do matzah because Hashem said. But if you want a reason, I can give you a reason. To teach you the Yeshua in a second. Bnei Yisrael didn't know. They thought this time it's going to be, and this time it's going to be better, and that time it's going to be better, and that time it's going to be better. They were so confused so many years. They were so confused so many times. But guess what? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, now I'm going to show you. In a, in, a, in a blink of an eye, where you least expect it, where you don't even know what's happening, get out. I'm saving you right now. That's the purpose. Wow, that's a person. You have a, a mitzvah sikhli. But even so, Rabbi said, you don't know the depth of that mitzvah of matzah. That's just one. That's just one idea. But there's so much idea, so much depth in every, in, in every mitzvah of the understanding behind it. You might not be able to get to every single thing, all the depth of it. But we do it anyway because that's what Hashem said. And the paraduma, even more so, we have no clue. And even so, we still keep it. Now, you know what the greatness of the story of the man was? That he said, look, paraduma is a mitzvah that we don't even understand. That the Jewish people don't understand. And on that mitzvah, they're willing to give all the money in the world to get it. That was a praise. That killed the kitrug in Shemaim. In Shemaim, where there was a kitrug, where people were saying, wow, look, for a mitzvah over here, for kibbutz Abayim, look, look, look. In Shemaim, they say, listen, that was mitzvah sikhlit. He was willing to lose how much? Okay, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a mount for the, for the gem. Over here, the paraduma, there's a chukit. It's a mitzvah that we don't understand. And look, the Jewish people are ready to lose everything and anything. What? Just to fulfill a mitzvah that they don't even understand. 
This is why it, sa- it saved the Jewish people in a way that saved the Jewish people in such a great way, in such a great fashion. So now, that was one point that we're bringing. Now, the other point that we're bringing is, that was, the, the, the first point is good enough. You gotta internalize what we just said. How great the Jewish people are. How for a mitzvah, even taking a trog, how many times a person tells me, you know, goyim, non-Jewish people. You know, they, they're workers. They tell, they tell, they, they, they're, they're working, they're non-Jewish workers. I don't understand you guys. Uh, I just saw a guy paid for a lemon, a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars for a lemon. Okay, so you call it etrog. But it's still a lemon, it comes from a citrus. How can it be? That's the beauty of, of, of the Jewish people. We want to do mitzvot. Like it says, So therefore, even a lemon, you know how crazy worthy that is? You know how awesome that is? For a lemon, you're paying a hundred dollars? Doesn't make sense. No. We're not paying for a lemon. We're paying from the fact that this is what Hashem told us to use and try to get the best of the best. And this is what we're doing. Wow! It's an amazing thing. It's a praise to the people. There was one time in the Holocaust. At the end of the Holocaust, there was one person that was religious and he came out and, and he wasn't religious. He didn't keep. And one, one, one educated, smart man went to the person and he says, I remember that you were, you were so religious in, 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 in before the Holocaust. Says what happened over here after the Holocaust? It, it, it became it became uh, 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 you became worse in the religion. You didn't be, you became irreligious. What happened to you? You you God saved you. You should be the one that's the most religious now. What happened all of a sudden? So he told him as follows. He said that when he was in the death camp, he saw that there was a Jew over there that had a sidur, and that sidur. He had that every person was praying, but he didn't give it for free. He, he said a morsel of bread, you have to pay. The, the morsel of bread, the food that they had, he wanted to eat more. So therefore, he was charging the people some of their food. He says, if that's what the Jewish religion is, I'm out. I'm out. So the educated man said, excuse me, but you're looking at it on one person. The person, the owner of the Sidur, that's who you're looking at. The owner of the Sidur, look what he did. He charged people for a morsel of bread just to use the Sidur in death camps. If this is what it is, I'm out. Says, look at the people. Look at all the people to pray to get close to Hashem. They're willing to give up their food just to get a cash or just to get a connection with Hashem. How can we look at all those Jews? Look at all those Jews. Look how great people we have. Don't look at that one person that wanted to charge for the Sidur. Look at all the other people that are willing to, to, to give up and sacrifice for, for, to, to get a connection with Hashem just to talk to him a little bit with the Sidur. Wow. He says, you know what, you're right. And he, and he came back religious. He says, you know what, you're right. He came religious. The person has to understand that this is a big point we're trying to bring out over here. Internalize this lesson that we're saying. But here's, here's another great lesson. And this is, this is very important. And that is, the Jewish people are really compared to the Paraduma. In which way? I'll explain. In the way of how minimal is it to find a Paraduma? If you look in history, if you look even back in the day when they had the Paraduma existing for the Tuman Tara, right, where they needed it. Even when they needed it, it was very, very rare. They had only a two, maybe less than two handfuls of them. 
So how is how is Paraduma compared to Am Yisrael? I'll explain. And this, I must quote to you exactly. There's about eight billion people in the world. There's about eight billion people in the world, right? And now, if you look at it, there's 15 million Jews in the world. So just, I want you to analyze this. You might have heard of this. You might have heard this before, but you have to analyze this even in depth right now. Again, there's 8 people, people in the world, 8 billion people in the world about. There are 15 million Jews in the world. That means in percentage-wise, in percentage-wise, if there's 8 billion and there's 15 million Jews in the world, percentage-wise as a Jew, it's a 0.2% of the population. It's not even 1%. You understand what's going on over here? The existence of the Jew is less than 1% by a lot. By a lot. It's a 0.2%. You know what that is? It's a wild thing. Now, how many religious Jews are, are they out of those 15 million Jews? How many religious Jews? So, studies show it's about 2 million Jews that are keeping the religion. About 2 million Jews. Now in that population, you know how much that is? It becomes out to 0.002%. That means, you know how lucky you are? The fact that you're listening to the Shi'ur right now, I know you're part of the religious ones that are in the 0.002%. Do you know who you are? The value of Paraduma is so valuable. It's, it, it's almost extinct. Paraduma, you can never, you almost can never find. Sometimes they see, oh, maybe here, maybe there, maybe there, maybe here, maybe here, maybe here. A Jew is almost extinct. Mark Twain, the guy, he said one time, he said, the Jew, the, the biggest miracle out of all the, if you think about it, the, the, the Jew is still existing. The Jew is still existing. How many times did they want to destroy us? What do we say every single Pesach? Every single generation, the people are coming to extinguish us, to get us out. What, 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 what stayed with us? The belief and the faith that we have in Borei Olam. So the fact that you are existing in this world, that fact is a fact that you have to understand who you are. You have to understand you, are, you made it to be as a point Zero, zero, two percent of the population. Now, what does that mean? I'll explain very clearly. Bil'am al-Ashah, at his deathbed, Rabbi Vigdim Mili used to say, he said that Bil'am, he's quoting a pasuk, that Bil'am wished to die like a Jew. He wished, he wished like a dog Jew. So when he die like a Jew, what are you talking about? Bil'am, what are you talking about? You're the biggest Ashah, now you wanted to die like a Jew, you're jealous of the Jewish people, how they die? He says, yes. Because we all understand they have Allah above, they have Tchiyat metim. All you have to do is, right? You believe in Tchiat Do you believe in the resurrection of the dead? Do you believe that one day you'll get up from the, from the grave? Do you know what that is? Every single day, we say in the Amidah, three times a day, You are trusted Hashem. You will resurrect the dead. That means if you are born Jewish, you are born of the Tchiat You will never die. 
So you're in that population of a point zero zero two percent of the population. You know how lucky you are, the fact that you made it in there? Do you realize what's going on in your life? Do you realize? So no matter what position you're in in your life, no matter what a hardship you're in life, if you understand and contemplate where you stand in the world, how you're so lucky, how if you would play the lotto a hundred million times, it's easier to win that lotto than to be a Jewish Orthodox observer Jew, the fact that you're listening to Shurim, I automatically know that you hit the 0.002% population. You are the luckiest person in the world. And that is exactly the lesson that I wanted to teach tonight and to understand and to learn with all of you. That what? That you must understand and value who you are. Value the good luck that you are bestowed upon. And no matter what hardship comes in your life, if you recognize this and you contemplate this and you feel this and you understand where you belong, where you were born, where you are in life, you have to understand you have eternity. You have a resurrection of the dead. That means you will never, ever, ever, ever die. Yeah, there's the real world. You have Olam Abba. You have Gan Eden. You have so much to look forward for. So sometimes, yes, in life, there might be punches in your life. There might be a hardship. It might not go so smooth as you want. But if you remember in that hardship where it's going so hard for you, you remember this point that you're the 0.002% that you have a law that that will make you happy and that will be the good luck. Please review this and send it out. Have a great Shabbat. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.